Now, this story caught my eye out of um, global Winnipeg this week because it was a really curious one. You don't often see a trade involving a hockey team and a basketball team, if ever. Uh, this one was born of necessity. It involved the Brandon Wheat Kings of the Western Hockey League, you'll remember that name, and the Iowa Wolves of the NBA's G League. They're an affiliate of the NBA's Minnesota Timberwolves. And it's all about a bobblehead mix-up. To take us through what happened and the big deal that solved it all, I'm joined by Ben Swanson. He's the digital media coordinator for the Iowa Wolves. The uh, Brandon Wheat Kings promised to be here. We're waiting on them. Uh, Brandon from Brandon to tell their side of the story. If they don't tell their side of the story, it'll just be a one-sided trade, Ben. It'll just be Ben and Ben talking about this. <laughs> but uh, this is, was a really fascinating story because, I mean, you you both ordered bobbleheads at the same time, ostensibly, and you got each other's orders. Is that about right? How did that go down? Yeah, so we we got in our, um, you know, our giveaway wasn't until April now, um, but we got our pallets of uh, bobbleheads in. We had four or five pallets of our uh, mascot alpha in, and when we opened up the boxes, uh, I guess we're lucky that we opened up more than just that first box uh, because three or four of them were the right ones. Um, and beyond that, one of them was Marty Murray. And we went, well, I don't know who Marty Murray is, but it looks like he's playing hockey. And uh, a couple minutes after that on Twitter pops up that we got followed by the Brandon Wheat Kings. And I went, you know what? I bet you Marty Murray plays for the Brandon Wheat Kings because uh, – we're down one uh, stack of bobbleheads uh, of Alpha, and I bet you they're down one stack of Marty Murray. So uh, we had to strike up a deal and start the negotiations of how we were going to get these guys back home. That's uh, so. There was actually alphas in your pie. So was there just one box of wrong ones, or were there were there many boxes of Marty Murrays? Yes. Yeah, so we had. Um, I think both of us had four or five pallets worth of them. Um, and so one pallet got misplaced between both of them. So you got 80% of the right bobbleheads and then one pallet had been, had been misplaced, um, and ended up, you know, I, I think these guys ship out of Pittsburgh or something like that. I don't quote me on that. Uh, but you end up with, you know, one pallet getting shipped up to Canada and one back to Iowa and, uh, you know, got tangled up from there. Yeah, because they're just about thirteen hundred kilometers, eight hundred miles apart, right? So it'd be kind of, I guess that's it's sports is sports. I'm lucky enough now that Brandon Crow, director of social sales and strategic marketing for the Wheat Kings, has joined us. Welcome, Brandon. How are you, fellas? Uh, we're great. We're just talking trades so far. <laughs> yeah, actually, we're talking bobbleheads first because it is an interesting story. I hadn't realized that you actually got mostly the right bobbleheads, but just this sort of errant palette of other bobbleheads. So, I, I mean, I followed it on your Twitter feed, uh, Brandon, but how did, how did that unfold for you guys? Cause you actually kind of raised the alarm by posting it on Twitter and allowed um, folks in Des Moines to kind of quickly figure out what had went wrong. Yeah, it, it was pretty, uh, pretty straightforward. Uh, you know, we got our, our three pallets uh, and uh, myself and Chris Falco, our director of game day, I opened one, I kind of unwrapped the, the cellophane around one grabbed the box we took it up to the office opened it up and we all thought oh great they're all marty murray's we were pumped we took pictures we were showing them around we were super excited because they look great um we set up a zoom interview with marty who's coaching in, in sioux falls south dakota now and uh, we unveiled the bobblehead to him and he was super excited and he said can you ship me a case down here for my for my family and, and friends so i went back downstairs and and i cut into a second pallet i cut the plastic off grabbed a box carried it up to our team store and I said to our, our retail manager, Shani, I said, do you, do you mind shipping this down to Sioux Falls when you do your next mail run? 
And she said, yeah, no problem. She goes, but just make sure, just open the box and double check. Everything's right. You know, she's, she shipped enough sports memorabilia over the years that she <laughs> thought it was a good idea to double check. And so when I opened the box, all I saw was the Iowa Wolves logo on all of the individual boxes inside. And, and my first thought wasn't panic. It was like, oh, okay, maybe they just repurposed a box or recycled the box. Well, then I started opening them and realized that, okay, we got one wrong box. That's, that's not a problem. And then ran downstairs, checked, and, and I noticed on the side of the brown exterior box, it said Alpha. But to the naked eye and to anybody in Manitoba, when you see a box labeled Alpha, you, you just think maybe that's just some sort of label on the box. Uh, you don't think that it's a wolf cartoon character that is part of the NBA's G League. So that's why nobody noticed. They'd sat there for a week and a half before anybody actually noticed that the box was labeled wrong. So that's kind of when it started. I made a phone call down, and the girl I talked to with the Wolves, when I said, yeah, we're looking for some Marty Murray, she, I could hear the light bulb go off <laughs> because she said, you know what? I saw a box and it said Marty Murray, and I kind of thought to myself, hmm, I wonder who Marty Murray is. And then she carried on her day. So it was one of those things where it, it's, it's lucky we both checked because imagine game day, you know, you've got a couple thousand fans. We got a couple thousand fans. They're lined up and we crack open a box and everybody's getting the wrong bobblehead. It would have been a real mess. Yeah. Cause those bobbleheads are days are always, you know, I'm here, I'm here in Victoria. You play the Royals now and then Brandon, uh, yeah, I'm here in Victoria. It. Those, those bobblehead nights are, you know, they're, they're, people love those nights. I mean, doesn't matter who the bobblehead is. People are in, uh, Oddly enough, Marty Murray, because he's coaching in Sioux Falls, um, Iowa, you guys play in Sioux Falls, don't you? You could have just brought brought the box of Marty Murray's right to him. Yeah, we could have uh, we could have made it happen. We had someone on Twitter looking to uh, uh, to broker a deal and have them meet halfway in Sioux Falls so that Marty Murray could sign off on the deal and make sure everything got there. Um, what, what follows is kind of interesting because it's, it's very much of the modern age. Like in the old days, you probably would have just tried to make a phone call, put them on a, I guess on a Greyhound or put them in the mail, but you guys had this sort of Twitter back and forth after that about how you're going to exchange these, uh, these bobbleheads and make, make the right wrong, so to speak. Uh, Chris uh, or, or Ben, actually, how, how did that, how did that unfold? Well, so they were, uh, you know. I'd been talking to Chris and he had said, you know, we're really excited about rolling these out. Um, and, you know, it's people get excited about them. You know, we kind of tease up, oh, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Um, and let people guess. And so I went, well, I guarantee you they're not going to be able to guess who the bobbleheads are, you know, if, if you open it up and it's alpha. Um, but so once they open it up and un or un uh, revealed it, then, you know, we kind of got into this back and forth, you know, negotiation. It's just about, you know, the NBA trade deadline for us. So we got to, you know, that's in our blood. We got to strike up a negotiation on, you know, we've got something you want, you've got something we want. And now, uh, you know, now we got to get assets in play of how, uh, how this is going to work. And, you know, we tried to play hardball at first, uh, you know, we drew up a ransom note, sent it up there and said, you know, you want your Marty Murray's back in one piece, you know, you're going to have to, you know, play fair here. We got to get negotiations on the table. As, uh, as Chris will, as Brandon will know, um, you know, there's an old expression in hockey and I think I've been subjected to it that you get traded for a bag of pucks, but I've never been heard of you getting traded for a pallet of bobbleheads, but that's, uh, um, <laughs> so what, in, in, one thing I found interesting is that neither of you really knew who the other team was. Did you, Brandon? Like you sort of had an idea, but not really. Not at all. And, you know, before we go too far, I, I, I want to apologize on behalf of Chris. He's got his, his 13-year-old son, Jude. He's playing hockey tonight uh, awesome. in a small town of Minidosa. 
And he told me, he texted me, and he sent me a, a scrambled message. He said, the service is horrendous there for his cell yeah. phone. So he said, I can't jump on the call. So he sends his apologies. But you're right. I mean, you know, I consider myself a sports fan. You know, I, I follow the Raptors here in Canada. And, you know, I, I grew up a, a Minnesota sports fan, you know, with the Timberwolves and the Twins, the Vikings. But, you know, for, for uh, an NBA G League team to be on my radar as a Manitoba sports employee, it's, it wasn't there at all. Um, you know, and I, I, when I saw the logo originally and I pulled the alpha out before I even Googled it, I, I kind of assumed WNBA. That's kind of where my mind went. Cause you know, I knew the, the Minnesota Lynx had a team and it kind of looked similar. So, I mean, my first thought was, holy smokes, we got some WNBA bobbleheads. Like this is, you know, this is a big deal, you know, and I couldn't figure it out. And, and uh, so all it took was a quick search on social media to, to kind of get, you know, feel for where they were, what they were, and, and how they were affiliated with the NBA and that sort of thing. So, in all honesty, the Iowa Wolves, to me, before that box of uh, bobbleheads was opened, I had absolutely no clue about them. But I think now uh, we've got a, a real great, unique relationship that, you know, we could probably build on. I mean, even last night, uh, they had a player whose first name was Brandon, had a great play. They posted a highlight, and our intern quickly, like, without even thinking, retweeted it and just said nice first name lol and that got a bunch of likes right so we've created quite the relationship out of nothing perfect i also saw that one night when you weren't playing in iowa was you actually said hey why don't you check this out instead it's happening not too far down the road a ways and ben you hadn't heard of the red and wheat kings i mean in canada the red and wheat kings are sort of a legendary junior team a because they have one of the coolest names in hockey but but also we, we tend to know where they are but but in des moines not really yeah, not really. And, uh, you know, and I'm, I definitely fashion myself, you know, like Brandon said, uh, you know, that kind of sport head and, and really get into that, you know, sort of that almost like minor league culture of these, you know, kind of off the radar teams and names and, you know, branding and stuff. I've always, I've always loved that. So, um, you know, getting to know these guys has been great and, you know, kind of having a little working relationship. I do still need someone to explain to me what a wheat king is. I think wolves are self-explanatory, but I might need a little help on that front. <laughs> I'm back with Brandon Crow, Director of Social Sales and Strategic Marketing for the Brandon Wheat Kings, and uh, Ben Swanson, Digital Media Coordinator for the Iowa Wolves in Des Moines tonight. Let's make a deal. Uh, you made a deal to get those bobbleheads back, but I understood it wasn't just bobbleheads. There was some negotiating going on for some purely Canadian versus or purely Manitoban and some purely Iowa products. So how did the negotiations go and what did you end up with? Well, I can start with Ben. Sorry. Oh yeah. No. Um, you know, we had early on on the table in the negotiations, you know, uh, Brandon was heavy on Krispy Kreme. Uh, they're really into the Krispy Kreme donuts. And frankly, you know, as we're coming up towards the trade deadline right now, that just wasn't the kind of asset that we were willing to put in the package. Um, you know, we were, we'd heard about, we'd done some scouting. We'd heard about these ketchup chips. Um, we don't have that down here. Um, and we have our Smarties, but those Smarties, the Canadian Smarties look a whole lot better. Um, but, you know, we were able to kind of pivot this around, get them on board with, uh, you know, really, really believing in the potential of breakfast pizza and being able to ship that up north of the border. And Brandon, I heard your demands again for the Krispy Kremes were pretty, pretty intense going in, but you got shut down right away. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny because, you know, I grew up uh, about 10 minutes away from the U.S. border uh, in, in southern Manitoba. So my parents would often 
get all of our groceries down in Botno, North Dakota. So I was always the cool kid on the block because I had all the cool treats and cool snacks in the cupboard that you couldn't get at the local co-op in, in Manitoba. So, uh, you know, I, I was first thought was we got to ask for something you can't get here in Canada. And, you know, uh, you know, being hockey guys, there's a lot of coffee and donuts consumed in our office. And the first thing that came up was, was Krispy Kreme. We actually had two of our assistant coaches, so, you know, they were American guys and they kind of said, Hey, you got to ask for some good donuts, like maybe some Dunkin' or some Krispy Kreme. So, you know, we had more than just our office digging in on it, trying to figure out what we should ask for. You know, we talked about uh, in our office about, you know, maybe uh, asking for some Jimmy John's, you know, which is yeah. not really in Canada, maybe some Firehouse Subs, something like that. But, uh, you know, Krispy Kreme seemed like the easy one, but uh, they weren't really willing to budge. So you struck a deal, and I, I know what it is, but listeners may not. Um Brendan, I'll stick with you. What did you send uh, down to Des Moines? Well, in in back and forth, we ended up with uh, you know a, a couple of bags of ketchup chips and some Smarties along with their pallet. Uh, we actually uh, we're actually packaging up an actual box of what we promised to send them. <laughs> so <laughs> there will be a package arriving down in Iowa. The staff, hopefully, there's enough chips in there they can have a a little uh, Friday afternoon snack on us. Uh, so. Uh, in return, though, uh, you know, we're getting, I believe it's a, a local IPA or a local uh, beer from a local brewery. And, and this breakfast pizza, which much to, to you as well, I'm not entirely sure what it is about. So, like, Ben, you got to fill us in a little more detail wise. What are we getting in a breakfast pizza? Right. So this is, you know, we've got your entire, you know, continental breakfast in a slice is what we're talking about here. You've got the base, instead of, you know, that classic marinara, uh, you've got like an American cheese sauce, almost like a nacho cheese sauce, got your cheese. And then uh, on top, you can either have, you know, you've got your bacon, you've got your sausage, you've got scrambled eggs on there. You can also have hash browns, some will put on there. And this is, uh, you know, we've got a couple of gas stations down here, Come and Go and Casey's. This is, you know, this is prime gas station food. You stop in on the way to work. You get yourself a cup of coffee, you get a slice of breakfast pizza. It, it all kind of is one unit. It's like a breakfast sandwich on a slice. You can't beat it. Wow. I like it. Yeah, well, there you go. The, that answers my question. And that's that's a pretty Iowa thing, is that I was looking it up. There's actually recipes for Casey's breakfast pizza online, so you can make it yourself at home if you're interested. <laughs> oh, yeah. Casey's is a, a, a territorial, you know, people are willing to go to or go to battle over uh over Casey's, you know, and regional superiority when it comes to breakfast pizza. And were those, uh, Brendan, were those old Dutch ketchup chips that you sent down or did you go for another brand? Oh yeah. So for, for those, uh, you know, I'm not sure what, you know, the chip preference is out, out in, in BC. Uh, you know, I'm assuming that down in the U S probably like a Pringles, uh, you know, maybe a Lay's kind of thing. But for me, it's gotta be the old Dutch in the box. Now this drives my wife nuts because inside <laughs> the box of chips, you get two individual bags. And I'm right. convinced that because of that, you can keep the chips fresher for longer, right? Because you're not opening one bag. You got two separate ones, right? So you can snack on one. You don't feel quite as guilty. Uh, plus, uh, in transportation, it's a little easier to send a couple of boxes of chips as opposed to a few bags of air that will probably get crumpled somewhere along the line in transportation. Bobbleheads, breakfast pizza, and ketchup chips. I mean, it sounds like we're coming together here as two nations. It's perfect. Um, last question I had for you before I let you go. This has actually created a bit of a bond between the two teams. So were there any future considerations in that in that deal? Not officially on paper, uh, yeah. but I know 
you know, uh, we've talked at our office. I mean, this is this this is something that, you know, from our perspective and, you know, for Chris and I, you know, we've spent the last couple of months and, and really the last couple of years. I feel like we're the bearers of bad news on social media. I feel like every week it's, you know, we're postponing a game because we're in protocols for COVID or, you know, the season's been pushed back or different. I felt like every time we went to social media, it was something negative. And so to do this and have it be light and fun and have a full day of like just goofing around, it felt real nice. And, and the way our community and our fan base and, and our, our, our fans and people from all over jumped on board and, you know, we had a full day of fun. And to me, that was the most important part. And, uh, you know, since then we've had, you know, different members of our organization, our game staff, our, our hockey ops staff have come up and said, you know, great job. You know, if their playoffs end early, you should get them to send uh, the alpha mascot suit up here and he can hang out with us in our playoffs. And you know, if they get into playoffs and we don't, maybe we'll send our mascot suit down there and he can hang out in the basketball Perfect. court. And, you know, so we've had a few different ideas and uh, hopefully something can keep, keep Perfect. this kettle boiling as we move forward. Brandon Crow with the Brandon Wheat Kings, Ben Swanson of the Iowa Wolves. Thank you so much.